Views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned, because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Oh, my gosh. Welcome to this show. We have got an absolutely incredible show for you today. You know, this is a topic that I never thought in a million years that I would be so thrilled to be able to bring to you all. And the reason that I'm thrilled, you know, it's actually twofold. One is it's a topic that more and more women are coming out and talking about. And number two, it is one of the most misunderstood understood conversations we have to date in relationships and I have brought you tonight the best of the best joining me here tonight how to love yourself enough to say no to toxic relationships with life coach amazing coaching uh, founder Lisa Phillips now I want to tell you all out there not only can you hear Lisa on her own show, you can hear her on Transformation Talk Radio, but, you know, she is talking about this conversation because why? You know, if you're like she and you're like me, then you know what it's like to be in a relationship where you just can't figure out why it feels so bad. And you've done everything, everything you think you could possibly do, and it still doesn't get better. And as a matter of fact, you're in this relationship and it feels day after day after day that you are just swimming down the rabbit hole. Well, Lisa Phillips is one of Sydney's most well-known coaching, coaching experts. Not only that, she contributes to magazines. She gets out there and talks in the world about women's health, women's issues, and, you know, becoming the author of a new book, The Amazing Coaching DIY Manual, and you're going to hear what that means. Do it yourself, baby. She is somebody that is much sought after, and wait till you hear what she has to say. This is a woman that is fired up. Fired up to help all of us out there understand that we deserve loving relationships. And she has written, and actually I should say she has redefined the term bullying so that you get what it means. Bullying is not just something that's happening in schools. It's happening all over. As a matter of fact, one of the most significant places people are getting bullied these days is the workplace. Why? Because everybody's too scared to leave. Lisa's joining me here today. Fasten your seatbelt. If toxic is a word that you relate to in any part of your life, get ready for this show. Lisa, it's great to have you here. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. 
Wow, it's fabulous to be here, Pat, and thank you so much for that so um, passionate introduction. So it's a great pleasure for me to be here today, and particularly to be talking about this subject, which is so dear to me. Well, let's talk about why this is important to you and important to me, because, you know, this is not something that I think either one of us has gone and got out and got a textbook and picked up and read. Let's talk about how you became to be familiar with the topic of toxic relationships and what bullying really means and how it's shown up in your life. Well, you know, like you mentioned a few minutes ago, Pat, One of my first, and there's been a few, one of my first, I I guess, introductions to bullying was actually in the workplace. And I really didn't understand, you know, what was going on. And um, as in a lot of toxic relationships, you doubt yourself, you think it's you. And, you know, that was my first introduction where I had actually a a male manager at that time um, intimidating me. Um, All of those covert bullying things, you know, that are really hard to sort of pinpoint on you. You know, you start to doubt yourself. You think it's you because everybody else seems to get on um, particularly well with this person. And then once I'd moved through that incident of bullying, I then had my second introduction, which was actually being in a abusive relationship for for five years. So I've experienced both the work side and the relationship side of things. And, you know, it's not acceptable. Pat. I see it more and more in the workplace now. And as you mentioned earlier as well, you know, people choose to ignore it as well which I think is, a, is a, a really dreadful thing because sometimes we need to blow the whistle on this sort of behaviour and support our fellow human beings that might be going through such a thing as well. I, I think you're absolutely, I mean, you know, this is something that is very near and dear to my heart, especially in the workplace. As a matter of fact, I don't know if you know this about me, Lisa, but, um, you know, I left a job after 25 years as being the head of uh, corporate human resources because I wasn't willing to implement a downsizing program that was so cruel. And I went on, of course, you know, once you're in a company like this, you cannot refuse to implement anything. So, of course, I had to be someone downsized, but I went on to study the effects of this, you know, to study the effects of what happens in the workplace when people are so riddled with job insecurity and fear and the amount of broken promises and things that happen in the workplace these days is unconscionable. Don't you agree? Oh, absolutely. I find it um, a bit like yourself. You know, I've got that corporate background and it's unacceptable. It's almost like the, the people side of things have completely gone out the window. And like you said, people are so scared to keep their jobs, um, you know, for, for various reasons like mortgages that they they accept, you know, that they feel they don't have a choice. And then they sort of, you know, get more and more bullied and more and more upset. And it, it's mm-hmm. just viral. It goes all around the companies. It, it's very sad. So isn't this really also the pattern for what we're talking about here today? I mean, the idea of a toxic relationship, uh, you know, whether it be in the workplace, whether it be in your love life, whether it be with friends or family, let's sort of set the stage for this. Um, And especially around the work that you do, you know, the idea that word toxic 
toxic is so powerful that it's almost hard sometimes, isn't it, Lisa, to, to admit to oneself, oh, my God, I'm in a toxic relationship. So what I would love for us to talk about is let's explain to people what a toxic relationship may look like so that people can have a sense of whether or not to know they're even in one. And, you know, that's a very good point, because I think one of the the key things is actually snapping yourself out of denial and actually getting honest with yourself that you are perhaps in a toxic relationship. Now, there are different signs, obviously, for different people, but there are some key red flags. I mean, you know, does the relationship make you happy? at the end of the day that's always a really good question to sort of ask yourself you know does your partner or whoever it is do they support you or do they put you down you know do they encourage what you're doing do they allow you to speak up um and have your own opinion without feeling bad about it does your partner perhaps try to control you or stop you seeing particular people or you know do you feel like you're walking on eggshells now often and this is what happens often these things aren't obvious at first they sort of chip away each day at your self-esteem. So like myself, I mean, I I entered my um, abusive relationship, you know, thought I was confident, thought that I was okay, I could look after myself. But with these toxic relationships, they chip and chip and chip away at you. They lead you to doubt yourself. So, excuse me. You know, I often say a lot of behaviors in these toxic relationships They make you feel like you're going crazy. They really do. You doubt yourself. Simple things like, you you know, you said something. You might have asked your partner, um, perhaps, what a good day they've had. And then half an hour later, they're screaming and shouting at you because you haven't asked them if they've had a good day. So sort of this crazy making behavior that makes you doubt yourself. But, you know, it's insidious and it just eat and eat away at you. So it's really important for you to perhaps keep a diary or get familiar with what some of these signs are because then you can actually get honest with yourself and say hey this is happening to me you know it's not my fault I'm not causing my partner to either get angry or you know it's not my fault because that's one of the things that we suffer from in these relationships we often turn it around and think you know if only I hadn't done that If only I hadn't spoken to that person like that. Or we make excuses for their behavior. You know, I remember my ex used to call me, gosh, 50, 60 times a day. And his ruse was that he was only taking care of me. Well, that's absolutely rubbish. He was just a control freak, you know, but it's very easy to justify their behavior and look for the best in people. And Pat, I bet you'll sort of agree with this. Usually, you know, if you're a caring, sharing, spiritual person, we often try to see the best in people as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 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 Yeah. We make excuses for their toxic behavior. And, you know, I just see more and more people that it's happening to. And, you know, it's 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 heartbreaking for me because they do deserve better. They can get away from this. But it's all about, first of all, getting yourself out of denial. 
and realizing that this sort of toxic behavior is happening to you and they're not going to change, you know? Oh my God, how many times did I say to myself, this time it will be different. It's rubbish. You know, statistics show something like 96% of toxic people will not change. But, oh, my, I laugh now. The amount of times I said, oh, this time it'll be different. And my friends, my friends would be going, oh, yeah, you know, here we go again. But, of course, you know, I left seven times only to come back again because every time you go back, you give themselves another chance it happens for a little while, you know, the honeymoon period, and then the same crappy behavior starts again. You know, so one of the key things for me is really becoming aware of what those red flags are and getting honest with yourself that this is happening to you. Let's talk about the red flags for a minute, because this is why I have so been wanting to chat with you. You know, we have red flags that seem to be okay to talk about in our society a little bit. And let's just talk about what they are. We think that in in this world, we have this idea that abusive relationships really look like uh, you come home and I, uh, you know, you come home and I beat you up. And, you know, we see these pictures of, of, of women scarred and battered. But there is a new definition of abuse that is now coming to the forefront, and it's the one that you you talk about and you relate to as well. But it's the one that it's very difficult for people to stand up and say, yes, this is abuse, and I do have the right to leave. And it's verbal abuse. It's forms of narcissism. And let's talk about some of these flags, some of these things that show up. And why is it, Lisa, that we as women – think that we have to take this stuff oh absolutely i mean domestic violence is a horrific thing but you know it has been said emotional and verbal abuse are you know absolutely just as bad but the the problem is that we don't have perhaps the external scars but Mm -hmm. we've got internal scars which is why it makes it so difficult sometimes for women to actually say hey this is happening to me you know if you've got a bruise or a black eye you know society can say straight away yes you're being abused but if you look perfectly fine on the outside and all this abuse is going on in the inside then it it does make it much more difficult to actually people to admit to themselves that you know that is going on and I think there's a lot of shame as well with these sort of abuse and what I found particularly in the work you know that I've done and on myself that the more of a caring sharing nurturing person you are the more likely you are to become prey to these sort of relationships you know Mm. the more likely you are that somebody is going to come to you perhaps because you are feeling a little bit unloved which is what happened to me that you become almost grateful that somebody's paying this attention to you. You know, you think somewhere along the line, if you, and I think this is so important, if you've got some negative beliefs perhaps about yourself in your relationship. So for me personally, I believed that I was not lovable. Yes. You know, Yes. Absolutely. That was my key belief. So, of course, along 
comes this individual who was giving me some love. Now, for me, it didn't matter almost that 95% of the love was crap. What was important was that little bit of love that I was getting. And, I, you know, really, listeners, you know, take note of this. If you find yourself in a toxic relationship, you need to have a look at what's keeping you in there and what also has attracted you to that sort of relationship. Because it is our beliefs about ourselves that can really, really keep us stuck. I, I want to talk about these beliefs, and I, I think it's really important, I think, at this point to make a distinction. I just want to let our listeners know we're going to talk about a couple of different things here today that are important for you to understand. You know, one of them is what Lisa's talking about. My very special guest today, Lisa Phillips, she's uh, amazing. Um, you know, she's also the host of a fabulous radio show, uh, which you'll hear about in a minute, and you'll find out how you can listen to it. But, you know, one of the things I want to point out here, Lisa, is something you said before and that is you know some of these relationships that we get into um have a seduction you know this idea that either we can fix someone or that they will fix themselves and it's it's not quite that place where we're actually in sort of the severely abusive you're going to punch me stage it's more of an everyday badgering and belittling at some level where we absolutely have a really tough time breathing or believing that we actually are good people. So I want to talk a little bit about what might show up, what might, you know, what might people look for in this. And the distinction I want to make, you know, is that in the next half of the show, we're going to talk about narcissism and what that is. It is one of the more, more prevalent uh, phenomenons, I, 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 let's just call it pathology, that is showing up in today's world. And, you know, we'll talk about what that is uh, a, a little bit. Um, Let's talk about abuse situations. Let's give folks an example of what they look like so that some of the listeners that are thinking, oh, my God, you know, I feel awful every day, Lisa, but I don't know. this. I don't really want to believe this is abuse. Okay. Now, you know, I for me, one of the key signals is you begin to lose yourself as a human being. Mm. So, you know, you... Okay, you may not have the best self-esteem and confidence to begin with. That's okay. You know, we're not expecting everybody to have that. But what these people do, what sort of the maybe the verbal abusers or the emotional abusers, they chip away from what you have got. Now, particularly verbal abuse, that can be hidden in all so many ways. It could just be that somebody perhaps puts you down you know maybe they have a go at your weight or they might say to oh you know you look ugly or you know or you're never very good at this and also verbal abuse can be hidden as a joke but you might feel inside of you like oh you know that hurt yes yes you know, it, it, it hits inside of you now again you know this this is where women will often say he didn't mean it or they didn't mean it but ask yourself as well, how comfortable do you feel in saying to your partner, 
don't do that anymore. Right. Because right. often the partner will justify, oh, you're being too sensitive or I didn't mean it. You know, and remember, it's it's OK to be sensitive. That's absolutely fine. But it's not acceptable for people to call you names and put you down. And if you actually say to someone this isn't acceptable, you deserve that respect for somebody to stop it. Now, often this is where the verbal abuse abuser will not take any notice. They'll actually continue with the verbal abuse. They'll they'll minimize your hurt. They'll say to you, oh, you know, you're too sensitive. I didn't mean that or nobody else would bother. So they minimize your feelings as well. You know, they say to you, you know, oh, you're making such a big thing out of this. So, you know, that's verbal abuse and it can be for anything. Put you down because you're perhaps any of your talents or skills, you know, they're just not happy with it. And that eats away at you as well. Now, Verbal abuse often comes with emotional abuse. Yes. Yeah. And that's what we mentioned earlier on. This is where there's no bruises or anything on the outside. But it really, I believe, Pat, it rips out your soul. It tramples all over your heart and it leaves you feeling absolutely exhausted. It leaves you feeling that... You know, you're going crazy. It leaves you feeling that you don't deserve to speak up for yourself. And it makes you feel that, you know, your partner is far more important than you are. So you you tend to put your needs to the side. And again, with emotional abuse, it can be just not perhaps allowing you to be you, not supporting you. You know, doubting everything that that you've done, perhaps, you know, you didn't do that. You didn't say that. Why did you do that? Or one of the most common phrases, you know, if you hadn't acted like that, I wouldn't have got angry with you. So in emotional abuse, you often get it's all your fault. Right. Everything you do is your fault. And that can be something very, very simple. You know, it's amazing how these toxic people can pick on your weak spot. They'll pick on your emotional hot spot and go for it. And just at the right time. It's really kind of uncanny, I think, here, Lisa. It's not just that they find your weak spot, your Achilles heel, but they find it at the time that you're most vulnerable. In, in, and they're actually, in a sick kind of way, masterful. And really what I want to say about this is, you know, you and I are not talking about, you know, one in ten people. We're really talking about a pattern that has developed and how to have men and women both recognize when they're caught up in this seduction, this dance. It's like you said, you left and came back. What did you say? Five times, eight times? Seven <laughs> seven, seven. But there was a reason you left and there was a there was a reason that you came back. And, you know, this is really, you know, important to talk about because there are many people that won't even leave at this level of abuse because they almost think that this is normal. Yes, absolutely. that's the sad part. And I, I'm seeing more and more people Pat, in that. Mm-hmm. 60s, 70s, 80s, who have just said, this is just the way it is. 
Right. They've just accepted that this is their lot. But, Mm -hmm. you know, abuse takes its toll. It takes its toll on your health, on your self-esteem, on your family. And I think, you know, people perhaps that that have always been in this type of relationships that perhaps don't know what a healthy relationship is about. This is a good time for them to get clear on that, you know, have a good idea about what a healthy relationship is and then compare it to where they are now. It's about getting that knowledge as well and then getting honest with yourself that this is what is happening to you. Well, you know, one of the things that you mentioned is, uh, and I love that you brought this up. This is, this is now you got like, you, you got me going here. I love that you brought up an age group, 60, 70. And I love that you brought this up. And I, the reason I, I, I want to talk with you about that is because there is an entire invisible population right now and on and I just had some personal experience with this and as a matter of fact you know I am part of an advocacy group that's building a nationwide campaign to protect our parents senior services and senior citizens and it is exactly in this area of abuse that you're talking about you know because we think about abuse and we somehow have this picture right we have this picture of Lisa and Pat in these relationships and they're being abused and yes they're strong women and they can get up and walk out but there is a majority of people that feel helpless and hopeless and it seems to be that yes while the middle of the curve and it doesn't matter what age there is a growing concern for people that are 60 and older and the kinds of abuse that's going on i mean what do we say to these people that you just mentioned that have pretty much said oh my gosh this is abusive i don't know what to do with it so i'm just going to accept it Wow. Yeah, it's really interesting what you were saying there, Pat, about the the odour, sort of perhaps people that have been in these relationships for a long time. And I think, you know, I think it's um, it's like that old adage. I don't know if you can remember about putting a frog into hot yeah. water. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So if you've been sitting in that hot water for a long time, you get used to it. And, you know, there is support, but it does take a real big step to actually look at yourself and also you know find out that you can get help and things you know things change there is support out there for people you don't have to accept the way things are at the moment but you know you're right the longer you are in these sort of relationships particularly if you know as you're older in life it does get more difficult and you you, I think you tend to accept that that's your lot Yes, you do. And here's the other thing that you talk about so beautifully, and I want to talk about this as well. You know, if we develop this pattern, you didn't and I didn't. You know, it may have taken us a few times in and out, right, of the relationship up and down. But we learned something. We learned about the things we're talking about today. If you grow, if, if we are the frog, Lisa, and there are millions of them that are the frogs that are in the, in, in the cold water, in the boiling in the boiling pot and have lived a lifetime of this, 
How do we learn, Lisa, at the, you know, at ages 60 and up, how do we learn to stand up for ourselves when we're in the hands of predatory caregivers, crooked conservators, and neglectful nursing homes? I mean, we are talking about abuse now at a cumulative level. Yes, gosh. You know, I think one thing I'm a big believer in, Pat, is you can't, change other people and whatever toxic environment or relationship and however long you have been in it the first thing I think which really is your catalyst for change is actually first of all stop putting all your energy into getting your partner or whoever it is to change now mm-hmm. for a lot of people that's like wow because they might have spent 30 or 40 or 50 years trying to get their partner or the situation they're in to change and what I say is stop it give it up it's not going to happen no more projects you know and it's actually if you doesn't matter how old you are Your best bet is actually to take your focus off that other person and put it back on yourself because there's no good. You know, you you might be in that situation and you start to be assertive. Perhaps you pick up assertiveness book or you try and put some new processes in to improve your relationship, which is all very well and good. But... If you've got negative beliefs inside of you, like you shouldn't upset anybody or you feel grateful to have any sort of love or attention, or if you believe that you're not lovable, that is going to sabotage you every step of the way, which is what happened. That's why, actually, the majority of people leave these sort of relationships up to five to seven times and then go back. Mm. So. What doesn't matter what age you are, it's about taking the focus off your situation and putting it back onto your own emotional well-being. You know, doing things to build up your self-esteem, doing things to love yourself, learning about boundaries, becoming strong inside so that when you are assertive, you mean it. Not just you're saying it, you mean it deep down because you know that you deserve better. Now, that's when change will come. I love it. And if you're listening, if you ever listen to Lisa's show, you're going to know that she's going to be right there to help you. Lisa Phillips, my very special guest, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the red zone. How do you know when you're leaking over into the red zone? And when and if and how can you discover who the person is that you're in relationship with. What do you do if for some moment in time you find out you're in a narcissistic relationship? Before we go to break, I want to give you a little information here. A study that was uh, done by teens experience abusive relationships. Listen to this, folks. One in three teenagers report knowing a friend or peer who has been hit, punched, kicked, slapped, choked or physically hurt by their partner you get what i'm saying here 
Teenagers, one in three. One in four teenage girls who have been in relationships revealed that they have been pressured to perform oral sex or engage in intercourse. I can go on, but I'm not going to because when we come back, Lisa and I are going to take this on. If this is what's happening to our teens, then what is it we're doing as adults to really stand tall and take our lives back? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Very special guest joining me here today, Lisa Phillips. If you want to find out more about her, let me give you some information. You can go to her website, Amazing Coaching dot com dot au and don't forget you could also google her radio show spiritual and irritable and you could find that on blog talk radio as well as on transformation talk radio when we come back we're going to be talking about the danger zone so that you can pick yourself up and get out and we're going to give you some tools some tips for taking your life back stay tuned we'll be right back with the dr pat show Did anyone teach you to be a parent? What if there were tools that could make your job a whole lot easier? Glenna Rice invites you to be the questionable parent you truly be in a dynamic teleseries designed to empower parents to know that they know and give you the awareness required to create ease and joy between you and your children. Check out GlennaRice.com to learn more and to book a private session or dial 415-235-2807. Gratitude asks abundance, tell me, who are you? I would like to meet you and get to know you better. Gratitude responds, I am that which offers you the ability to multiply yourself according to your desires. I am that which sees you everywhere I lay my glance. I am that which opens wide the arms to you so that you can express your nature constantly. Gratitude is on a mission to create unlimited abundance by allowing it to circulate through you. Wouldn't it be wonderful to cultivate this unlimited creative potential every single day? Stimulate the energy of the essence of gratitude in your life by expressing your own desires of abundance and placing them in our seven spheres of gratitude origami box, which emanates powerful vibrations that transform your life in health, creativity, wealth, and enriched relationships. Visit our Gratitude Living Boutique at explorationgratitude.com. Tune in each Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern for the hit show, Out of the Fog with Karen Hager, the Fog City Psychic. Spark your spirit and ignite your soul with spiritual conversation and enlightening guests that will help you get clear and catapult you into action. You'll meet metaphysical movers and shakers, intuitives, spiritual visionaries, and more. Want an on-air reading? Karen's down-to-earth style and lively curiosity delivers the compassionate, no-nonsense, intuitive advice that's become her trademark. Visit FogCityPsychic.com and book your reading today hey everybody welcome back welcome back to the dr pat show thank you uh to Brittany for uh, spears for playing that uh incredible hit <laughs> toxic it's so perfect for the show how to love yourself enough to say no to toxic relationships with life coach uh, Lisa Phillips actually Lisa is more than a life coach you know she is someone that is passionate and is helping countless people all over the globe you know regain their power 
and build their self-esteem and understand that each of us has the right to be loved by ourselves and by others. And, you know, I'm so honored to have her on the show today. I've been so looking forward to this show because this is really the time for us to shine the light on what you may be experiencing and to provide you with ways for you to build that inner strength to just say no. Lisa, thank you so much for joining me here today. You know, this is a very, very emotional and important conversation. And before the break, I just read a couple of statistics from a study that was done with teenagers. And it's shocking, isn't it? Don't you find this shocking? Absolutely. You know, and the thing is, those teenagers will then go on to adults. And if something isn't done about it, they're going to keep with those patterns over and over again. You know, one in four people apparently in Australia have been subject to abuse as well. And something needs to be done. Um, I don't know, Pat, whether you agree, is it as a reflection of perhaps that we're not loving ourselves enough these days? Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't know. I mean, it's just an idea. And um, it does come back to, you know, being finding what our one acceptable relationship is and being true to yourself and remembering that you deserve happiness and a healthy relationship and that abuse or toxic relationships are not acceptable. Well, you you know, it really begs the question, Lisa, where are we getting this idea from that it's okay to be in these relationships? Where are we getting the idea from? And, you know, we could talk a lot about the pop culture in the media, but I don't know that that's really it. I mean, one of the things that I didn't read is that, you know, a part of this this information is that, uh, you know, these teens say that if they're trapped in abusive relationships, 73% said they would turn to a friend. But in reality, only 33% uh, that were in abusive relationships turned to a friend. And what's even more staggering is this, and this is what I know is so important to you. You know, women between 15 and 19 years old murdered each year. 30% are killed by their husband or boyfriend. I mean, that is insane, ages 15 to 19. And, you know, this show is, you know, so important because your message is to say to people, look, this is what I've learned. I want to help you. What does it take for us to help people see when they're getting into that red zone? And and then the next question, I guess, Lisa, is because it's an, it, I think it's a really valid one, is how do you know when you're even beyond the red zone and you find yourself in a narcissistic relationship? Right. I mean, it's so key what you, that's an absolutely disturbing statistic. It really is. And, you know, People say they'll speak to a friend, but there's a lot of shame there as well, Pat. Often, you know, people have a, have a nitty gritty feeling in the odor gut that something isn't right, but they're almost too ashamed mm-hmm. to speak up about it as well, which, you know, it doesn't surprise me with, with, with those statistics. But again, the murder between 15 and 19, what is going on? I mean, if, if you feel that you are in, the red zone like this, if you know, get honest with yourself again, that's so important. Make up your mind that you want to do something about it and c- keep with it because it's not easy sometimes. It's really not easy to actually, you know, 
build on your own self-esteem. But it's so important. I know I keep stressing this, but I, I believe the only way to actually get rid of these toxic people in your life and also make sure that you never get in that red zone ever again is actually bring it back to yourself. Yes. I'm, I'm writing a little book at the moment called Step Out of Abuse and Into Love. And yes. basically what I did when I was in my toxic relationship and, you know, I've been in there five years, I'd left seven times, you know, I know how difficult it is. It's not as easy as somebody saying, well, just leave. Right. It's not that easy because all your negative beliefs, all your, you know, all those horrible thoughts you have about yourself, plus that, that idea that one day that person may change into the person that you want them to be. All of that stuff keeps you stuck. So I believe the best way, and this is how I did it, I worked every single day on building up my self-esteem. Whether it was affirmations, I read every book I could. I got clear on what was acceptable and what wasn't acceptable. I hung out with healthy people, you know, and every day I got stronger. So every day, if my partner started to be critical towards me or verbally or emotionally abuse me every day, it didn't matter so much because I was less Read, I, I was less willing to actually believe what he said because I was beginning to love me. And what happens, Pat, when you start to do that work, you unhook from them. Yeah. You yeah. really do. You unhook and it no longer bothers you. You can start to see that the toxic things they do or say is just about them. You don't take it on anymore. You let that ball go out of play. So, you know, if you're finding yourself in the red zone now, unless you're strong enough to walk away and keep away, then I would recommend you start, you know, get some support, go and speak to somebody, build up your self-esteem, you know, listen to radio shows like yours, Pat, read books, all of that sort of stuff, and really learn to take care of yourself, read about boundaries, find out what is acceptable to you. And then, you know what, if you choose to, you'll walk away with your head up high with dignity, knowing that you deserve better. And that is powerful. And I love what we're talking about. And for those of you out there that are sitting on the fence and saying, uh, you know, I hear what they're saying, but, uh, you know, I think, let me explain just for a minute, and then Lisa will pick up on this. You know, you can go on the Internet and you can find amazing information about uh, what the abuse and power and control is all about. Here's, let me just, let's just tell people exactly what falls under abuse. Verbal abuse, for anybody out there, you ready? It's any verbal attempt to lower your self-worth by your partner, anything, name-calling, criticizing, public humility, embarrassment, and put-downs. So mark yourself on a piece of paper in a column and say, is, does this happen to me? Am I getting name calls, criticized? Okay, so if you have yes, right, Lisa? That's called verbal yes. abuse. That is abuse. Now flip over to emotional abuse because this is, this, is, this is the, you know, this is Lisa's wheelhouse. Any attempt to manipulate you 
through thoughts and feelings. You know, what does your partner do? Do you get the silent treatment? How about the blaming we talked about? How about the brainwashing and the mind games? So you see, we're only talking about two things, Lisa. We haven't even gotten to physical abuse or sexual abuse or abuse of authority or intimidation or control. And almost everyone you know, Lisa, right? I mean, don't you don't you know people that you've seen experience this from their partners? But don't but say, oh, that's just them. Oh, such a great point. That's the thing. You need to get honest with yourself. You need to, you know, go on the internet or contact me. I've got a little quiz that you can con- con- contact Lisa. Take the quiz. You're going to be blown away. Yet and get honest because. We, we're great at this, Pat. We will put our head into the sand because for often, if we admit that we are in an abusive relationship, then we know that we need to do something about it. So there's a lot of people and, you know, it's only fear. A lot of people do not want to admit that they're in that sort of relationship because it would mean that they need to change. So, you know, Get clear on it yourself. Get honest with yourself because, you know what, staying in that type of relationship is far more difficult than doing a little bit of work on yourself. It really is. I mean, I take my hat off to people who are choosing to stay in those sort of relationships because it is much, much easier in the long term to get away. It really is. Now, let's jump to the next topic. Because this this came up the other day, and I thought, this is so perfect. I have to bring this up uh, and talk to you about it. Narcissism, uh, narcissism, uh, and, and they call it narcissism personality disorder. Most psychologists basically will say this is a pathology. So do you want to hear the headlines from two days ago on this topic? Are you Fasten your seatbelt. Are you ready? Are you ready? Absolutely. Is narcissism a disorder or a national norm? The article goes on to say that psychology experts are in a heated debate over whether or not narcissism should be considered a personality or continue to be viewed as a mental illness. Because what they're saying is, are you ready for this? We should concede that this idea is such a norm that it can't be abnormal. Oh, dear. Oh, my God. You and I need to do a whole show on this. It is staggering to me that the, that the, the community that I belong in, psychological experts, are even questioning whether narcissism uh, is a disorder or not. Because most of them will tell you it can't be cured. No. Let's tell no. people what it is. Oh, you know, narcissism, I see it more and more all the time. Now, narcissistic personality, again, you will find this in a lot of toxic relationships. Somebody who's narcissistic has this exaggerated view of their own importance, achievements and talents. You know, one important thing, they do not like criticism. They really do not. So if you're with a narcissistic partner, it'll be very, very difficult for you to be critical to them in any way. They often walk all over other people in order to reach their own goals or fulfill their own self-importance. Now, interesting thing about narcissistics as well. They need attention. 
you know, all the time and they need positive reinforcement from other people because they have this exaggerated view of their own importance and almost look down their nose at other people. Now, key thing, empathy. They don't have any. And I think this is one of the key things to look for if you're in a toxic relationship. Does your partner have empathy? Because if they don't, you know, you maybe need to start asking yourself if you're with a narcissistic person because you need empathy. You know, if if you fall over or cry, does your partner actually give you some support or do they look at you in disgust? You know, I remember personally my partner I was sick in hospital and he wouldn't even get me a glass of water you know all of those things lacks empathy obsessed with themselves so again all about them all about their behavior all about what they want and again they can appear as very unemotional So this personality disorder, I see more and more. And, you know, if I have to be honest, run a mile from these people (laughs) if you can. You know, don't don't make them a project. Yeah. 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 What's what's really dangerous about this, uh, you know, the, and, and, and this is what's scary about the psychological community. I mean, it's actually really I mean, it's an embarrassment to my own community is that the, the difficulty with narcissism is that you're never going to leave the narcissist. Uh, if you don't literally leave and don't come back. I mean, what I'm trying to say is the whole idea is that you are their supply. They can't live without the supply. And they will go to no end to make sure that you don't believe. And it could be some of the most grueling, you know, experience of your life. I mean, the word psychotic break is what happens when you are on the other end of this kind of relationship. And it's a form of abuse, um, Lisa, that doesn't get talked about very much. You know, there isn't a whole lot that, um, uh, you know, that people can say because you can't go to therapy. You just have to say to the person that comes in, you have to leave. Just like you said, run, don't walk. Absolutely. Don't try and change them. They are not going to change and they will suck the life out of you. You know, you will never get your needs met from this sort of person. They will, like you said, but you won't. So run a mile, get away. It's tough. But I'm seeing more and more people Actually, now I'm seeing Facebook groups. I'm seeing lots of word out there about, are you with a narcissist? You know, I'm wondering now, is it because, you know, particularly in society, I know where I am in Australia. It's about money. It's about, you know, all of those perhaps material things. Are we also breeding more narcissists out of there because of this as well? But, you know, Pat, like you said, run a mile, get away from them. You're not exactly, gonna them. exactly. And and you know, if you go on the internet and and look at this, uh, you're going to find some people that are really doing groundbreaking work in this field. Uh, you know, one of them in particular has an entire book you can download. And what she says, and Lisa, this is important, and th- and I think you can relate to this, especially in the abusive relationship. One of the guidelines is when you leave, no contact. 
oh. no emails, no texts, no contact. Send all the letters back. I mean, this is one of the hardest things for people to do. I agree. It was difficult for me. I'll, I'll share some of my tips, actually, for this, Pat. Perfect. What I did, delete their number from your mobile phone. It's so easy to get an emotional hijack and text them. Now, I used to hide my mobile phone in my underwear drawer to stop me using it. Okay? You absolutely, as much, as much difficult as it is, no contact, because as soon as you do, you're hooked back in. Now, I gave myself a wall chart and every day where I didn't contact them, and it was probably one of the hardest things I ever did, I gave myself a gold star. And that really helped me. I used to think to myself, okay, I will not contact this person and then I'll get a gold star the next day. But you need to sit in those emotions because you'll want to call. As silly as it seems, you may have left, but you will still want to call because it's a habit. They will want to call. So switch the phone off. Definitely switch it off overnight. Just look after yourself. It's an act of self-love, actually not to have any contact, but you need to support yourself. Otherwise, you may just end up doing it. And the trouble is, you'll regret it a couple of days later. So it is better, no contact, as even as difficult as it may seem. You know, I mean, this is really, I, I got to tell you, you know you've arrived, right? You know you've arrived, Lisa, when the headlines as of 22 hours ago, are you ready for it? Are you ready uh -huh. for this headline? 22 hours ago, the headlines in People's News, Rihanna, you know the singing pop star, Rihanna? Yes. Rihanna suffering from narcissistic personality disorder, question mark. Now, have we arrived when we look at this woman who is apparently lost? And yes. the best that we could come up with is to say that, you know, relationship psychologist, and I'm going to say this name, Joe Hemmings said Rihanna's erratic behavior could indicate that she's suffering from NPD. Gosh. Wow. And, you know, for me, I mean, I obviously don't see as much of Rihanna here as you do in the States, but she found herself in an abusive relationship. Yeah, you there know, we go. She left. But then she went back. She's, she's suffering probably from all the same emotions as every single one of us does. You know, we're all human. Well, and how about suffering from an abusive relationship and not getting any help? I mean, let right. me just add you. Let me ask you, Lisa, your professional opinion. Do you think maybe if you've got unresolved issues from being in an emotional and abusive relationship and a physical one, do you think maybe that you would start to be going out and partying and do I mean, don't you think there may be some side effects from that that we're not really looking at? Of course. Absolutely, Pat. You know, it, in some ways, it's a cry for help. Mm. But, you know, it's it's sad. It really is sad because that's not going to help her at all. Or it's not going to help people as well who read those media articles. Uh, I start to believe the same and it's not true. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think you and I should put, you know, should uh, produce a rebuttal to this article and say, for real? Are you kidding me? Does this, I mean, wow. Lisa, I can't believe you and I have spent an hour and we have, we could go on for another one. 
I want to just take a moment before we wrap up to just ask you, how can people find out more about you? Uh, what is the best way to connect with you? Uh, what is the best way uh, for people to work with you or find out more about your coaching? Lovely. Thanks, Pat. It's been a pleasure to be on the show today. My uh, my website is www.amazingcoaching, that's all one word, dot com dot au for the Australia at the end. Or you can email me on info at amazingcoaching.com.au. I have got a quiz that you can help you get straight. So email me. I'll send you a copy. There's also my Facebook page, um, which is Amazing Coaching, or the radio show page, which is Spiritual and Irritable. So um, thank you so much, Pat. Great show. I love talking to you. It's brilliant. And we'll have to do it again. And maybe you and I should sit down and write a, a, write a, a rebuttal to this idea that Rihanna may have narcissistic personality disorder. How sad is that? Let's do it. Let's make a change. Let's make a change. Thank you. Lisa Phillips, everyone. Uh, please catch your show. I want to thank all of you for tuning us in, turning us on. If there's any part of this show that you'd like to hear more of uh, and you'd like us to uh, come back on here and uh, really talk about, please just send me an email at info, I-N-F-O, at the drpatshow.com, T-H-E-D-R, patshow.com, or go to our Twitter or Facebook page and uh, send us a message and say that you want to hear more about this topic. Uh, when Lisa and I get back together, we'll talk more about what some of the individual signs are. How do you leave? Are there ways to leave? Or do you just pack it up and get out of Dodge? Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. We'll see you next time on the Dr. Pat Show. Listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Our hosts are setting a new standard for a fresh kind of talk radio, creating conversations that are transforming the world one listener at a time. Transformation Talk Radio's mission is to broadcast a distinct blend of live talk radio interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, educational and practical information. Topics range from personal development to critical issues relevant to a rapidly changing world. Stay tuned. Transformation Talk Radio starts at the top of every hour. You're tuned in to Transformation Talk Radio. Think the Dr. Pat shows the cat's meow? Just listen to what some of her transformative guests have had to say.
What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with? Uh, believe in yourself always. Remember that uh, you are a gift. You are a miracle. And the only way you can return any part of that gift is what you do with it. Live into yourself. Be that miracle. I love it. Eldon Taylor, everyone. And, and thank you, Pat. I love joining you. You're a wonderful host. Thank you. And we're going to bring Eldon back because we, we just haven't even scratched the surface here. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. Thank you for listening. And keep us tuned in right here on Transformation, Transformation Talk, Talk Radio. Radio.